You are listening to It Hurts to Be Pretty podcast. I am the host, Angel Renee, and the owner of Angel Aesthetics, for those of you who don't know. And I am Lexi Wilk, the co-host, the creative director, and virtual esthetician at Angel Aesthetics. I feel like our voices are very... Calm. Whoa. because we're going to be talking about sex. Yeah. She's <laughs> going to get you in the mood, too. We're feeling sultry. Very sultry. <laughs> but in today's episode... <laughs> Oh my god, bow, it's a good bow, one. Wow. What'd you say? Bow chicka bow wow. Bow chicka wow wow. We are here with Janelle. Janelle Gordon. Janelle Gordon is someone I found on TikTok in my late night scrolling. And I saw her talking about sexual intimacy. And then I went down a rabbit hole down her whole page. And I came the next day and told Lexi, oh my gosh, we gotta have her on uh, the podcast because I, I think we wanna know about sex. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, she will really dive into all things sex, health, sexual health, sticking an egg up your hoo-ha to increase um, orgasm strengths, right? Well, also to tighten that wall, that vaginal Mm -hmm. wall. Yeah, rejuvenation. But she is a Tantra and intimacy coach um, and has really become an inspiration for people as a holistic healer, leader, speaker, and educator. She's really taking the subject to the next level, I'd say. So if you're ready to take a step towards your sensual connection, freedom, and empowerment. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. All right, so I found our next guest on TikTok. I was scrolling as I typically do on a like random night, late night, just scrolling. And I came across this video that you had, Janelle, and it was, it caught my attention. It was with some hot chocolate man. And Mm. I'm all, hello. (laughs) Um, And then I saw that you were a sex therapist. So then I started going down your page like a rabbit hole. And I came the next day um, to Lexi and I said, we have to have her on the podcast. So (laughs) that's how I found you. And by the way, I'm very single. I haven't had sex in a few months. So I think this is um, also good for me for, you know, I'm 43. And I feel like I'm at my peak. Like I was telling Lexi, I'm like, I could hump a tree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I'm at my peak and I'm a little frustrated. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, how did you even get into this? Well, you look amazing. First of all, thank you both for having me 43. I mean, I'm, I'm 40, so I'm in my forties as well. And it's really, it's our, it's your sexual prime for women. And it's really important that, you know, that thing, like, if you don't lose it, if you don't use it, you lose it. You were just talking about that. We were just talking about that. Someone asked that actually, if that was true. It is true. Um, your hormones work symbiotically with you. So if you're feeling it and you're having that, those desires and urges, then it's important that you're, you're, you're somehow um, moving that energy, whether it's through ideally a partner, but if you don't have that, then at least through some kind of, you know, um, self-pleasure play where you're still getting that energy moving. Um, and that's really important. So, yeah, so I got started in this work, funny story, you know, just uh, coming from a not pleasant childhood, which I think, you know, a lot of women have experienced, I think one in every five women have experienced some kind of abuse, 
uh, assault, molestation, something, sexual trauma in their life, which is really, really uh, a lot. One out of every five women. So, and I know this to be true because I asked in my retreats and, and in my women's group coaching sessions, like, you know, who has not experienced this? And it's always maybe one hand or half a hand in a group of women, a group of women. So coming out of that um, and being very, you know, uh, experiencing assault and abuse at an early age as a child, a baby really, and then going through my life, you know, in the foster system and then ending up in extremist um, Christian cults where I was sexually repressed. So I was sexually exploited as a, as a baby and child and then repressed. And then very quickly, I moved into looking for love, looking for my needs to be met. And I ended up in the hands of a pimp in Vegas. So then I was sexually exploited in the strip clubs and, you know, giving every dollar I had to this, to this man just because I wanted to be loved. And this is a fundamental need that we all have as women. We, as humans, we all really just deep down want to be loved. And that's why we do everything in life. It's our driving force. Yeah. So women, you know, we think we do all these things for whatever reason. In the end, we just want to know that we're enough and that we'll be loved. And that's literally like our, 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 it's like the, the oxygen of our soul is like love. Yeah. You know, so, so from there, you know, I just knew that there was more to life than what I was doing mm -hmm. and I didn't see a way out. And so I have a, a TEDx talk coming out about like how I got out of the life and, and really how I ended up in Thailand, you know, studying at an ashram, studying Tantra with my teachers. And um, I spent a year of my life just living this path under healing. And I think that's a huge component I always talk about and people think, Oh, she's a sex coach. And, it was this wild, crazy time for her, but it wasn't really, it was a time where I, I really just healed and I got to the bare bones of who I was mm -hmm. as, as, as a woman, as, as a human and, and all the pain and things I'd experienced in my life, I sort of just got real with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something we live in. A, I don't know, it's best to say this on here, but we live in a very like superficial sort of plastic world where, mm -hmm. you know, and I listen, I love all the all the things that make us look young too. But at the end, it's like, if you're doing the outer work, you know, you need to be doing the inner work. Right. For sure. I think for every ounce of Botox, a woman should be orgasming, you know, like for every, that's like a just as much. That's a lot of orgasms for I me. I know, like 300 <laughs> orgasms in one day. <laughs> maybe not like, per unit. <laughs> maybe not per unit. Maybe that's the good. analogy was a little skewed, but you know what I'm saying? Like for as much as we're spinning on the external beauty, like, we need to be focusing on that internal um, beauty. And the internal beauty is us in our womanly expression of divinity, which is our sexuality. And what that's is tantra? literally what it is. I'm sorry to interrupt. What is, no. for people who don't know, uh, what is that? Yeah. So it's a, it's a holistic system of spirituality that works to sort of balance masculine and feminine energy. And so everything under the under the sun is masculine and feminine energy down to the smallest atom. You know, you have your proton and your electron. That's a positive and a negative pull of energy. And this is the foundation for life. This is life. And so from there, you sort of, you get to do everything, you know, mm -hmm. um, if, if the polarity, I always say this, you know, relationships don't end for lack of love. They end for lack of sexual polarity. And so this is, this is what 
we, um, we teach in the tantric path. It is a spiritual path. Many people don't really grab a hold of that because it's not fascinating to them, but they are interested in developing deeper intimacy, deeper connection, deeper orgasm, deeper orgasmic potential, deeper love. And in all of that, that can take you to higher states of consciousness, the spiritual path, whatever you believe in God, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Ali, I don't care, whatever higher power source of energy you to subscribe to, there's a connection through your sexuality. And so I like to say it's a path of union, of uniting the most, um, what I say, herself, your highest ecstatic receptive self, like your highest ecstatic, meaning, you know, as women, we're supposed to be moving and and uh, receptive, and, and a lot of women today aren't receptive, right? They're, they're in the masculine. Mm-hmm. And then so that's what we want. We want to be that most vulnerable, receptive, surrendered self. Mm-hmm. And then we, so that we can attract that partner. And from that place, you can create just an orgasmic life. I had Tantra totally wrong. I was under the impression, <laughs> I remember I took, um, uh, East Asian, East Asian religious practices and Tantra was something that we studied. Really? I'm yes. so fascinating with what, what did they say about it? I'm so curious. So, okay. Well, my freshman year of college is kind of a blur. It was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Back in the day, <laughs> back, back in the dinosaur age. But I believed that it was basically achieving orgasmic pleasure without physical touch. Okay. So, wow, that's interesting. I'm so curious. I feel like I should be in more universities. I just don't know how I I get that. I get get in those doors, but um, yeah. So I think that there's, there's, there's so many misconceptions around Tantra because it's so taboo. When you put sex on anything, it becomes taboo, but it also sells more too. We know that, right? Look on your feed, you know, Mm -hmm. the stuff that is more sexual or sexual nature it's going to, people are going to hit on it more. You know, there's a reason when I'm doing my talks on Instagram, my, my cleavage is always showing. It's not just because I want to show my cleavage it's because I understand what people stop on, you know? So mm-hmm. when Tantra has been given sort of this, this bad rap of being either just all about sex or some kind of religious cult. And it's really neither. Like if it's, it's, honestly and truly it's a it's a spiritual path it's like a personal development path and it's a lot to it most people will never practice it in that capacity and so i try to take the basics of what the tantric practice entails and make it palatable for your average jane or joe and make it things that they can actually take and use in their relationship in life so why don't you walk through some of those staple pieces of tantric yeah. practice for us that we could start? Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing is that like, you know, I have a mastermind program where I work with women who are entrepreneurs like yourself and who really want to dive deep into their orgasmic potential, their sexual, uh, um, their sexual connection or their lack thereof. You know, they want to learn how to be a mom, how to be a businesswoman, but how to still be able to be sexy and orgasmic and all those things. They want to get out of the masculine. So in this program, I create these incantations for these women to listen to every single day because what you think and what you say and believe with enough energy and with enough conviction and with movement in the body, you sort of become, you, you become. So one of them is like, I'm a living, breathing orgasm. And like, that's such a powerful, 
man, like everything I do is just orgasmic, you know, and that's my branding. And it's, it's like cute and catchy, but it's real too, you know? So for women, you know, some of the basics is like peeling away this level of like shame that women have been, um, that's been burdened onto women. Like there's a shame in wanting to have sex all the time. And like, if you're like having a sex drive, that's high, that there's, that's not right. Like you can't talk about that because only men can have that kind of sexual drive. Well, in Tantra, we feel like the more sex drive you have, the closer you are to God, mm-hmm. because we believe like, like the, the masculine and feminine uniting in sex is a union. It's a masculine and feminine connection, which is of the highest level, which is basically God-like energy. So the hornier you are, the more spiritual you are. Like that's kind of our things and things like, you know, really um, cultivating femininity. This is a dying art. Women don't know how to be feminine anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not about putting a bunch of Botox and filling up your lips. All that's great too. Trust me, I, I'm due for some, you know, I love that. But like, it's about, it's about embodying the essence of femininity. Mm-hmm. The essence of femininity is this powerful, very soft energy that's so subtle that it's like when you see me on panels with men, you're just like, whoa, she's like, she's in, she's she's there. I just pull them in because I'm I'm very present. I'm surrendered. I'm vulnerable. I share a lot of things that people are like, well, she's sharing too much. That's femininity. This is like a vulnerable trait. This nurturing. This um very soft and uh, lack of control, like giving up control. As women, we want to have control, but then we get mad because we're not orgasming. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, you you said something key for for a lot of us. Like I'm a business owner, and you know I've been told a lot, even when I go to bars because I go by myself a lot, and they are like, "You're not approachable." Men don't flock to me. Like they, they just don't. And I could be wearing the sluttiest dress. <laughs> they just don't. But I'm always having to have the masculine energy. And in my past relationships, I also had to play that role because of the dysfunction. Um, yes. and, and so I think, like you said, it is a practice for some of us women to to be vulnerable and to play that like, like, I do want to put my guard down. But, you know, 99% of my day, I'm having to be that's right. Achieve. That's right. You're having to be, you're having to be boss bitch. You know, yeah. you're having to be boss babe. And I, 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 I understand those movements, but I, I'm not a fan of those movements because I, I think innately women are strong. Enough. We, we push. I pushed out my son in 30 minutes with no drugs. You know, yeah. like we're strong. We can do yeah. it. Like, was it fun? Am I like, yeah, that was the best experience of my life. <laughs> not really, but like I did it. And you have kids. You understand. Yeah. There's like a primitive role and. So I take women through these archetypes of who they are and balance them. Like there's this savage, raw, instinctual side of you. And it's this basic, like it's your, it's your survival. Like it makes you make shit happen. It's this mm-hmm. vital energy that men are still asleep and we're up doing shit, you know, they can't even think about doing in a lifetime, let alone in a day, you know? And then there's that seductive side of us that we want to make love. We want to be taken. We want to experience these sexual climaxes and orgasms and love and we we have this creative capacity to make these business and podcasts and all this 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 sexual creative romantic side of us and that's another archetype we have but we've repressed that you know then we have this fire this like this slay queen this like 
this very just direct, passionate, driven, boss babe, boss bitch. That's another side. Now, most women don't really need help with that one. They're too predominant on that. Yes. Then we have the last one, which is the soft, surrendered, vulnerable, nurturing, forgiving, gentle side of us. So I take women on a journey through all those archetypes to help them sort of channel the ones that they need to build and balance the ones that they need to sort of bring down. Now, women, we just, it's hard for us to let that guard down when we're in a position where we run a business or maybe we're a single mom or both, or, you know, cause we have to be a G at all times. And then it's like, okay, now I have to take that off. I have to let, and I tell, I tell women, yeah, like let the man pick you up, let him choose the restaurant, ask him what you should be wearing. Like these are all dying characteristics that like men go freaking crazy for mm. literally insane, lose their minds. They're like, Oh, what can I do? That's why I like to get guys 15, 16 years younger than me who are financially very successful, professional, whatever I want, I can get because I know how to be super fucking feminine. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm this like, I'm a single mom and I run a business and I have to be very like, I have to be kind of like, I'm talking about sex. So I have to be sort of strong, but sort of funny. So it's not like explicit. And then I have to be seductive. It's like a lot, you know, like when people probably like don't realize like how hard it is to, to create this content, you know, when I'm doing this stuff on Instagram, but there's an art and women all have that side of them. It's just been repressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe so. I be- I believe that. I know Lexi had a couple questions because she's in a relationship. Yeah. And we have okay. a few questions that some of our followers have wanted us to mention. But Lexi, you can go first. Yeah. So we were just saying how funny it is. So whenever we have a podcast guest on, we always open up an Instagram <laughs> question box. And I mean, okay. there's hundreds that come in. Mm-hmm. And wow. for whatever reason, Great. we thought this would be like scrolling for days to read these people's questions. And we barely got any. So yeah. it's just so interesting to see how taboo sex still is. That's right. That's and right. we're grateful for you to be breaking that stigma and just totally redesigning yeah. what sex means. So thank first, thank, thank you. you for that. But yes. we are going to ask some questions that our followers okay. wrote in and then some personal stuff. But yeah, yeah, something yeah, that I thought of, do you ever coach men? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. Actually, men are predominantly my clients. Men will spend more money around uh, intimacy and sex. Women are not as prone to spend money. For instance, my eight-week mastermind for women is four thousand. It's really not that much because you're 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 getting me one one day a week, two hours. Plus, you get all the support, you get the portal, everything, and you get other guests for eight weeks. That and when you do the math on that, it's really nothing. But men will pay me fifteen hundred dollars for ninety minutes. For one session. Because you know, they want so, to become closer to their partner and kind of do they, whatever it takes or it's a plethora. Well, it's a plethora of things. Men, they're more eager to ask for help around sex. Mm-hmm. Even though they're more like they're more ego driven in sex, they're still more open with it. So if they have ED or PE, you know, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, or they want to know how to make their orga- their women orgasm they'll come and ask, or they have some kind of sexual hang up. They're addicted to porn or masturbating, whatever. They'll be like, I want, because remember men are always driven to be the best. 
right? So they want to be the best lover. They want to last the longest. They want to all these things. Now, women, on the other hand, with sex, they're more like you said, you normally get hundreds of questions. But the minute you put out sex, people are like, oh, like they just, it's almost like they freeze, you know? It's like they go into this whole like weird, like, wow, what do I say? What do I do? And, And they're more reserved because society has told them you don't talk about sex. You don't remember back in the day, there was no such thing as like sexual pleasure for women. Even their women's orgasms didn't even exist. You know, it was just like she was used for procreation only. And in some circles today, that's still the case. But I, I, I advocate for more because I realized that it's quite simple. If you really take a man, he can sit there and masturbate all day. And it's easier for him than having to deal with the complexity of a woman's body, emotions, hormones, the list goes on. True. Right. But why does he have sex with a woman? He has sex with a woman because ultimately he wants to be able to make her orgasm. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate accomplishment. Men are driven by challenge, accomplishment, that sort of thing. Mm. So, so I, that, if that makes sense to you. Oh no, it totally does. And it's, just also my wheels are turning with how I show my feminine energy because I've become this very strong, dominant person in the relationship. And I, I'm realizing now that's probably what's affecting our sex life because I'm not this gentle woman that he met. And now he has become more rigid and just our sex life has totally died. So I yes. think how long have f- you been together? Oh, almost four years. Okay. So yeah, your pat, like honeymoon has been and gone, Long you know, gone. real life has definitely settled in, but there's, you know, a lot of things you can do to, to sort of, you got to just rebalance the polarity. And that's the type of work that I do when you're saying like, what do you guys come for? Or when I can't, I can't fix him because he's not with me. I would say come to my retreat thousand percent. Like my claim to fame, honestly, is taking couples who are either on the verge of divorce, filed for divorce, lacking passion, intimacy. And in five days, four nights, I change the relationship. Like I say this, like, this is my claim to fame. I'm unstoppable in what I do. And I, I just, it doesn't matter what the issue is. There's a couple, they had filed for divorce. Like they came, that was their last Hail Mary. And so I would say, yeah, it's, it's about that. The problem is a lot of the women can't get their men to come, you know, it's like, how do I get him to show up? You know, yeah, for this. I um just in reading some of the comments and talking to some of my friends because again I'm not in a relationship, but they their biggest complaint is how do I if the woman doesn't have a sex drive? Yes, that was one of them because maybe she's on medicine mm-hmm. or whatever. What does she do to pick herself up to bring the spark back in their relationship? Yeah, this I mean whew, this this one there's so many layers to this question. I would have to understand, you know, what the medication is for, but a lot of it, if you want me to be honest, it's just women not taking care of their body. Yeah. I do understand sometimes it's legitimate and there's medicine that's needed. And I trust me, I, I get all of that. I'm, I'm, I understand that. And then this, we have to be delicate. We have to see, you know, what things can we do to kind of create that sexual energy again in her both through practice, through supplementation, working to see if these things are counteracting with the drugs. But I'd say a lot of it is women just not taking care of their bodies anymore. Yeah. Like, but the, cause remember 
if you're working out and it, you have to be in the gym, not in the gym on the damn machines, like doing weights, your body loses like muscle. Once you hit 30, it's like, amen to that. And you know, and it's, <laughs> and so women are afraid like, Oh, I'm going to become a bodybuilder. Not in a million years. Like yeah. you couldn't like in order to get to that level. And, and I have friends that have done it and clients, you, there's so much training and so much food and so much yeah. weight, Like you could never get there. The weights are going to really help to balance the the estrogen and the uh, the testosterone mm-hmm. in the body, and you need those hormones so that you can have that active sex life. Mm-hmm. And then you know you got to like build your feminine sexual energy. And another huge way to do that for women is through dance, and that's why my courses all in- incorporate dance, seductive dance. Like I teach women oh, how to love that conscious striptease and conscious you know, stripper work and all floor work, how to seduce yourself, how to seduce your partner, all these types of things. So you've got to do that work as well as some of the inner work too. So, and then diet's a huge component. What's your put like the shit that women are putting in their body today in the name. Yeah. It's all like counterintuitive. That's why it's really hard for a blanket thing to say, but yeah. most of it I would just say is your the health and well being of your body. I wanted to get into it because when I was, I was married to my kid's dad um, for 14 years in my early 20s. Um, I got married at 19. And wow. again, be, growing up Christian and religious, you, if you got pregnant, you got, you had to get married. It was yeah. thing, right. So I have to say, I probably didn't even have an orgasm until I was like 28. Wow. wow. Yeah, I didn't know. I used to fake it. And and so um, yes, sex yes. was not enjoyable for me. It was just kind of like, is a learned thing for me because we didn't talk about sex in our family, you know, like that openly. And so for people who are faking it, um, what advice do you have for them? First of all, thank you for admitting that because most women, you know, have a hard time, you know, I, I, I think there's some kind of shame, like what's wrong with me? You know, I should be able to do this. Right. I feel like for women, it's been like, there's this thing, like what's wrong with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to be orgasmic, multi-orgasmic. And that's true. But we have to first start with taking the blame off. There's nothing wrong with you. And sort of just starting with that blank slate. Like, We've got to get rid of the shame that, that women feel around their bodies and around sex. Because listen, every woman can orgasm. Now, most women do not. Uh, around 70 some percent can only orgasm through clitoral stimulation, not penetration, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And about another 20 some, you know, are inorgasmic at all. So there's a very small percentage of women who are actually experiencing like internal vaginal um, Mm -hmm. orgasms. And those are the ones that are enlightening, that make your skin glow, that after sex glow you were talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a thing, like I can typically tell by looking at a woman's skin, like if she's orgasming, I can see like sort of like the suppleness and the moisture in her face because it's producing hormones every time you orgasm. Yeah. If you're not getting those hormones, they're you're you're like it's just like it's a it's a thing. And I've seen it on young women too. They just look like dried out and it's like Like me. <laughs> no, you look great. You're so oh, great. you got the ring lights on. No, but it's <laughs> so interesting because I've never had an internal orgasm. It's always been 
yeah, vibrator during sex, sex mm. toys. So is it a scientific thing that some women physically cannot orgasm internally or is it achievable for any woman who puts her mind to it and does the work? Okay. I'll be real careful because when it comes to science and peer reviewed studies and stuff like that, I, I can't, I can't say for, for, as a, for everyone. Mm-hmm. However, it is possible. This is why I do what I do with women. It is possible to do the work of going from inorgasmic to being fully orgasmic. It is just a work. And, but the thing is you have to put, I, I always tell people, I get DMs all the time, mostly for men. I want to work with you. Okay. Two qualifications. Do you have a time commitment to work with me at least one day a week? Then do you have the financial capability to invest in this? Cause it is a small investment, mm-hmm. a sizable investment, you know? And most of the time it's a no, let me get back to you when my finances are in order. But here's the thing, women and men will spend money on other things. Totally. Yeah. Right. Come on. Cars, TVs, trips, bottles, dinners now are 500 bucks. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like do Louboutins or 15, but you won't spend a couple grand to get yourself orgasming again or to experience intimacy at the highest level. My retreats are, you know, four or five grand for five days, all inclusive. You can't fuck it. It's so cheap when you think about it to really, and I, you know, to change the quality of your relationship to intimacy and sex and your relationship if you're in one, that's, I should be charging 50,000. You know, do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just the priority that people have. They don't equate intimacy and sex with something that's solvable. You're right. Yeah. It's just like, these are the cards I've been given, but to answer your question, yes, it is possible. Like just like all women, I can teach them to to squirt. Your body has the innate capability to do it. It's just working with that energy, working with most of it's psychological. Like a Mm -hmm. lot of it is less of the physical practice. Although there are things I have you do like throughout your vibrators. It's the number one rule. If you're working with me, Oh, (laughs) Oh no, my rose. I know. <laughs> well, you you got to cut you got to come, you know, to my website and buy my crystal wands, but they're just stones. Mm. They're like amethyst and rose quartz wands and they're shaped like the penis or what different shapes whatever you want, but there's no on and off. Cuz you have to think about it like this. I was telling my I'm hopping on a live with Dakota after this, my partner in the retreats, he He's such a, oh my God, he's so cute. If you guys like white guys, he is cute. <laughs> Angel <laughs> might be down. <laughs> he is so strong. Like his headstand, his game, his handstand. And he's like celebrities seek him out for yoga. He is, he's, ever, I adore him so much. And he's 26. Um, But like I was telling him, I'm like, they're setting you guys up for failure because he was like, yeah, my ex and I, we use the vibrator all the time. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, just think about this. A man, we say dick or penis, we say lingam, it's a Sanskrit word, is not designed to rotate 360 degrees and pound at, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, have you ever sat on a dick that did that? No. Sorry to be so blunt. I wish. No. How, yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, like, I know it's, and this is, listen, remember, all the industries that make billions of dollars, they're not designed to make you guys happier for the longevity of your mm-hmm. health and well-being in the end they're designed for to, to make them money there's a small percentage of people that own the porn industry and in that whole sex toy world and and they're making so much money so just think about it you're 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 setting up these guys for failure 
how can you expect his dick, his lingam to do that shit? And you've been conditioned to a vibrator. So here's my rule. Here's my rule. If you want to use a vibrator, you can put it in your ass. That's it. Oh. (laughs) That's it. Why not the vagina? Because of what I just said. I know. I'm so in denial, but I I completely understand it. You know what? To to say something on the having a real orgasm experience, it really does take so much work where it feels like you almost climbed a fucking mountain. Like my abs (laughs) were hurting the next day because I wanted to experience it so much that, you know, it does take abdominal work it takes you squeezing like for me it was like i don't know was this, was this with a partner or with a yes. with, okay yeah so and that's another thing like if you go to the, my shop the ofactors.com i have the the conscious sex toys for women um we should do a, an episode where i just talk about each one and what they yes. do and how to replace and get rid of the vibrators and you know we could even do an event in um at your clinic I could fly out. We could bring all the toys and, and the yummy oh, steamings and all that stuff. <laughs> Next and week. you could sell, yeah, your sex glow stuff. And we could just make it all about like orgasms and really taking care of a woman's sexual health. Cause it's so important. Do you know what? Like the number one most avoidable surgery for women is like, you can avoid it if you do the work. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what it is? I'll tell you if you don't. I don't know. It's, the uh, a prolapsed uterus. Oh, prolapsed uterus. So, like to exercise it, you mean to like yeah, like um, kegels. So yes, but you can't just do a kegel just yourself. It's like me going to the gym and doing this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not going to work. I need resistance, like attached to that. And now you can already see a difference. And there's really no water left in there. But so. What I what I encourage women to to purchase and what I sell at on my retreats and at my retreats and on my site are the eggs and they're different sizes and you can eventually weight lift with them. During COVID, I used to weight lift on my Facebook Live because like just showing women like the power. <laughs> Wait, you just uh, stick uh, it up your your you what do you call it? Your, your yoni. Your, your yoni. yoni. I was gonna say nani. Then, I used to call it nani, but your, yeah, your yoni. And then you, um, you just start with the, there's three sizes and you need all of them, especially if you've had kids, you start with the larger one, but most women start with the larger one because they've never really worked those muscles. And then over time, there's a practice. And then as your muscles get stronger, then you go down to the smaller one. Then once you do that, you start connecting weights to it, or you can make your own weights by like tying a water bottle and just putting a little bit of water and then gauging how much you're going up. Whoa. Yeah. And then you and just like squeeze. You squeeze and pull up and it pulls the water bottle up and then down. It's a, it's a, it's a practice for not just, you need that. For Girl, orgasm. I need one now. <laughs> we'll do it with clients all day I at know. the front desk. No idea. <laughs> I'll send you the link after this and you guys can, you know, you guys can go it. crazy with it, but yeah, we should do an episode or I think an, an live in person will be amazing too, to just have it and just get, because women, okay, so women need this for their orgasmic potential, but then they also need it to, to really save their uterus. Mm-hmm. Because listen, you know this, you're, you're in the medical, you know, cosmetic field. Doctors are not getting paid for healthy people. They want to remove parts of your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they want, and it's no shame if you've had your uterus removed because a lot of women have, and that's okay. Has, I, yeah. I figured, 
I figured. Yeah. However, I have my ovaries still, but yes. Okay. I've- yes. Right. And which is very common. However, we can help save other women's mm-hmm. uteruses and other women, you know, like our daughters and our, you know, our, our young women, you know, there, they, there's girls that are coming in their twenties and they're having continence issues and their uteruses. And it's just, it's the diet. It's what we're eating. It's that we're not, yeah. we're not, we're, they've never been, it's what's in the pads and the tampons. I mean, we can go really deep. That's why I said like an hour is not long enough to go into all of this, but there's so much work that needs to be done around women's sexual health, just health, not even to mention orgasmic potential. I love that you include so many aspects into sexual health. I think even you mentioned the pads and tampons that we're wearing can affect it, which we need to dive more into this in a future episode. Um, But Mm -hmm. I want to wrap this up for today with where people can find you. And then they're going to be coming back next week to see the rest of these questions answered. So what's your website, Instagram, retreat? Yeah. So if you go to the O factors, it's like the O like orgasm factors with an S.com. Um, everything's there. You can literally, it'll take you directly to, I think there's a pop-up for my retreat. So you'll click that. All my socials are there. Um, and every, everything's just on that website. So, um, if you want to look me up on Instagram, I believe it's intimacy insights because this is my fourth account. They, they keep trying to shut me down. They don't want me to teach women Ugh. about sexual health and intimacy. And so, yeah, it's been hard. So all the support. And if you guys, you know, really want to see more of this work, just sharing and liking my posts with your platforms is very helpful to me. Yeah. Well, we appreciate yeah. you and we're excited for everyone to hear the gospel of sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds like Love a it. book. I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty.